You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Dreadnoughts, Druids, Dryads, and Dragons. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 212. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your Moogles who like to Google and eat Kugels. <laughs> I'm Colin. <laughs> I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. Well, without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz. Hot shot. And here I have a random Trivial Pursuit card. You guys have your barnyard buzzers. Here you go. Let's answer some questions. Uh, question number one, Blue Edge for geography. What is the name of the traditional Japanese broth that's made from fermented soybean paste? Dana. Miso. Miso. Correct. Pink Wedge for pop culture. What is the better known name of Hollywood gossip blogger Mario Armando Lavandera Jr., who calls himself the queen of oh. all media? Sorry. Everybody! Perez, Perez Hilton. Hilton. <laughs> it was very enthusiastic. That question yeah. had like, yeah, I really thought yeah. the question was over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't give us even a nanosecond pause, Karen. We're going to jump in there with <laughs> the like, buzzers. Ah, yeah. I know this. Uh, Yellow Wedge, what is the Wall Street Reform Act that became law in 2010 commonly called? Wall Street Reform Act that became law mm. in 2010. Ten. Oh. Colin. I, are the, I, I mean, are they looking for, is it, is it like, is it like a hyphenated name? Yes. Is it yes. Sarbanes-Oxley Reform? Wow, it's hyphenated. It's not that. It oh, okay. is Dodd Frank. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I yeah, don't yeah, know. Okay. Yeesh. Well, uh, Purple Wedge, which depraved prisoner of the Bastille wrote the book The 120 Days of Sodom during just 37 days of his incarceration? Is, uh, Dana. Is this the Marquis de Sade? Correct, Marquis de Sade. There we go. Jeffrey Rush played him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's that's how I know. Yeah. He's a Joaquin Phoenix, Kate Winslet, a very strange uh, man and movie. Ooh, okay. Green Wedge for Science and Nature. Baby camels are born without humps. True or false? Colin. I'll say true. It is true. They're born. Humpless. Humpless. Huh. Easier yeah. on Mama Camel, I'm sure. Prob- the birthing oh. process is probably yeah. a lot more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That makes sense. Can you imagine if it's like the, the back tree and double hump camel? <laughs> you say, she's like, no, another hump. <laughs> How many camels are in there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last question, Orange Wedge, for sports and leisure. In baseball, what is the name for a non-contact swing that results in a ball or a strike? A non-contact <laughs> swing that results in a... Chris. Chris. The big whifferoonie. <laughs> <laughs> what are they looking for here, Karen? The, the answer is a check or a checked swing. Oh, a check swing. Baseball, um, one of not my not my super specialty, but a check swing is like like when the the batter 
tries to abort the swing halfway. Like, yeah. oh, I was going to swing. Oh, no, I'm not really going to swing. Oh. But it's a ball. And then they oh, have to get the judge who's like, no, you, you came too far around. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're crediting you. You didn't make contact, but we're still going to credit you with, yeah. Let's all right. try to reason out that sports. Yeah. All, the, all yeah. the baseball fans out there are just pulling their hair out. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God. Sorry, guys. <laughs> all right. Well, good job, everybody. So this week, guys, our topic, uh, I believe Colin chose this. Uh, you know, we, we've been feeling pretty nostalgic for our pre-pandemic lives, and we have a lot of fond memories, and it seems like we're everything's kind of gearing towards uh, going back. And so we're going to talk about memories, things to remember, things to memorialize. So this week, Misty Color Water Memories. <laughs> It's watercolor. Really. I believe it's oh, watercolored. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Colored, Colored water. water. Colored water. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it's part of it. Fine. Fine. Yeah. I only know it from from Naked Gun, the second <laughs> Naked Gun, or I like I didn't I didn't know about the original song, but like she's singing it in the shower, and I think like the the robber in his house like came in and she's singing, and he started duetting with her. Oh right! Oh jeez! Yeah, <laughs> a lot of my yeah. knowledge from uh from Naked Gun. Right. <sighs> first so before we get into it i what i was i was remembering because memory uh ap psychology <laughs> in uh, senior year of high school Ooh, and, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do so this ex- I, i'm gonna do this experiment um on you guys that my ap psych teacher did for us which is that she went over to the chalkboard and she wrote down the number uh 316 316 she wrote 316 okay mm-hmm. on the chalkboard you got it write this down um, yeah, yeah, no. go ahead and write it down. Sure. <laughs> go ahead and write it down. You all got, okay. you know, pencil, paper, yeah. right? Just, oh, just go ahead and write it down. Right. So y'all, y'all have the 316 written down. Do it at home, too. Do it at home. Write it down. You got your pad 316. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Here is the psychological experiment. Forget that number. So uh, when I see you guys in a month, mm. when I see you guys in a year, I'm going to be like, hey, did you forget the number 316? I will have and- forgotten it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll tell you that that is the exact number that she wrote down on the board because I absolutely remember it. Oh, and you are and you remembered it this whole time. I remembered it this whole time. For this now and, infected and, us. And, and this and, this, and mm. I've infected you. And she said that she had people come back. She's been using that same number. On all of the classes and that she had people come back 20 years later. She told us, you know, in class, like, oh, yeah, people come back 20 years later and they tell me they still remember that. They can't, they can't forget the number. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. But I just but, looked at it again, too. I, I just made a, I just made a rookie error is I just looked at it one more time just to just re-encode it. Even, yeah. The problem is because I surprised you guys with the knowledge of now forget it, that you're, you're less likely to be able to now. You know, yeah. as a little kid, my dad would do that thing of like, don't think about monkeys. Mm-hmm. And then like, I was like, all I can think about is monkeys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like I've been training my whole life for this uh, test of forget yeah. this. Impro- yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm flushing it right now. No more monkeys. Get out of here. <laughs> no, take it out of the punch bowl. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what happens when if there's like two two streams of audio that's happening. Like if someone's talking to me and there's music playing in a room, I'm like, I need to concentrate on this person who's talking to me. But all I hear is the music that's in the room. (laughs) And then I have to trick my brain. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to then try to think about the music. So then the person talking to me, I can can pay attention to that. (laughs) Oh, interesting. All right. My turn. Uh, Historical monuments is a subject that is just so uh, fact-filled, mm-hmm. trivia-dense, comes up on pub trivia a lot. Yeah. So here I have a game here about famous monuments, but you might not know that all of them are actually memorials, uh, mm. remembering, commemorating something. Mm. So I will give you the location and the monument name, and you tell me, you uh-huh. buzz in, in whose memory was this built for? Okay. Okay. All right, well, first stop, we're going to go to Agra, India, famously the Taj Mahal, UNESCO World Heritage Site, made of white marble, a really universally admired piece of architecture. In whose memory was this built for? We all know the building. All right, mm-hmm. Colin. It is in the memory of the the wife of the man who funded <laughs> its construction, and his name was. Uh, that's that's <laughs> as far as I got with that one. You're partially correct. We hear about uh, the Taj Mahal was built for. The wife, uh, in tribute <laughs> yes. for the wife, but whose wife and yeah. who was the wife? And yeah, uh, the ruler was Shah Jahan, and his favorite wife uh, was Momtaz Mahal. So mm. Mahal is in okay. in the building name mm. Momtaz M O M T A Z. Mahal. So if you said Mrs. Mahal, oh, that you, you points. Yes, that would have given. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would have given you points. I like yeah, it. Mrs. Mahal. Good thinking. Dana. <laughs> All right, next stop, we're flying to Paris, France for the Arc de Triomphe, the triumphant oh. arc in the middle, smack in the middle of the uh, the Charles de Gaulle star of all the avenues coming in at the end of Champs-Élysées. In whose memory was this built for? <laughs> Calling again. <sighs> I mean, in whose memory? I, I, for some reason, I want to say Napoleon. It could be a group of people. I want to say, a person. Like, yeah, I want to say like it was after one of Napoleon's movie. battles. Again, I, I, I'm, I've got partial information that may or may not be right. Anybody <laughs> want to take a guess? Is it some soldiers? Correct. That <laughs> it fought is. in a war. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. That France participated in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, specifically. It's dedicated to all the people who fought and died for France in the French Revolution and the mm. Napoleonic Wars. Mm. Okay. So it's just kind of a, 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 mm. a blanket uh, dedication to those who all all lost their lives. Um, and actually, underneath, well, beneath the Ark, um, there's another memorial, and it's it's for the unknown soldier, and that's for World War One. Mm. It's the eternal flame tomb of the unknown soldier. So that location kind of represents three. We have mm-hmm. the, the revolution, the Napoleonic Wars, and World War One, all kind of in one Arc de Triomphe. All right, time to come back to the United States. Okay. Uh, in America Midwest, we have the St. Louis Arch. 
St. Louis Arch, famously built by uh, Aero Saarinen. In whose memory was this built for? Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that was a memorial. Yeah. Another place I've been and was clearly not paying attention to the plaque. <laughs> <laughs> got to read those plaques. You really, as Roman Mars says, you got to read the plaque. Yeah. That's me. Always, I read always all the read plaques. the plaque. Yeah, that's one of his. Yeah, always read the plaque. <laughs> Is it some brotherhood type thing? Is it some kind of like civil war thing? It's the gateway to the West. No. Is it connected to that in any way? Yes. Or is it, yeah. Spiritually, yes. <laughs> Lewis and Clark. To like, to the pioneers or to the trailblazers. You know, you're close. It is oh. it, commemorating the westward expansion of the United States and okay. all those who have okay. participated huh. in the westward expansion. Huh. I mean, because, you know, like you said, Colin, it was a gateway to the West. Yeah. It's it's yeah. a big gate. Hello, welcome. Thank you for all the people who've made it this far, you know, in the past I, to help uh, establish this. If I don't know if you still can do this, but when I was there like, man, 20 years ago, more, you could you could take a little elevator car up to the top of the thing. An arc shape, it moves up and to the side and then you Whoa. get up to the middle. It's weird. It's a weird so sensation. So you're sideways. Well, the car sort of moves at an angle. <laughs> when it opens up, are you like on a balcony or are you inside? It's like somewhere? a little walkway with like yeah. outward facing windows. So you can kind of okay. look out and like look down below you and there's like, you know, oh, nothing that freaks below me you. Out. Yeah, I, yeah maybe out. not okay. if you're claustrophobic and or uh, acrophobic. <laughs> Architect Aero Saarinen, actually fun fact, beat out his own dad uh, for the contest for wow. the, the building building whatever monument what it was going to be in, in St. Louis. Beat out his own dad, who's also a famous architect. Uh, okay, next place we're going to. Oof. All right, we're going to Africa. We're going to Cairo for uh, to the Pyramids of Giza. In <laughs> whose memory was this built for? There are a couple names. Yeah. Mr. Giza. <laughs> it is not <laughs> Mr. Giza. Sorry. Okay. Is any of those names uh, Cheops? Am I close? Yes. Oh, okay. So, correct. You get the point. Um, that is the <laughs> Hellenic name of, mm. of this okay. of this Egyptian monarch. Okay. It's okay. Khufu. Khufu. Okay. Is, I was, I was yeah. also going to say, yeah, okay. I didn't yeah, know they were so, the same So, they're the, the oh. same dude. Oh, okay. Um, there are three main pyramids in, in, in the Great Pyramids. There are a couple like little ones, but the, there are three main. Each one is a different Egyptian ruler. So there is Cheops or Khufu, Khafre, and Menkare. And those are the three dudes that are the, the pyramids are built for. Next up, we're going to Reykjavik, Iceland for the Imagine Peace Tower. In whose memory was this built for? The name should clue you in, but I have another clue. Oh, okay. Chris, 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 Chris. John Lennon. Correct. It is John <laughs> Lennon. Imagine Peace Tower. Uh, my clue, well, I'll describe a little bit of it. Uh, it is, the base of it is a large wishing well and has 15 like, like hardcore Batman search spotlights that shoots okay. out. The lights only light up certain days of the year. So including John Lennon's birthday, um, the day that he was shot, and it was also lit up for you know, uh, sometimes it's uh, Icelandic New Year or other, uh, I think, like solstice and equinoxes. Hmm. It's not a statue. It's light, uh, which I think is kind of cool. Hmm. Last stop, we're, we're coming back home to San Francisco. We're going to Coit Tower 
Coit mm, Tower. Yes. In whose memory was this built for? Ooh, Colin. I believe it was in the memory of Mr. Coit, funded by <laughs> Mrs. Coit, like Lily no. Coit or something like that. You're getting the names right, but that okay. is not. Uh, okay. The, the, it's it's memorializing. Uh, it is I'm not afraid to be wrong. Yeah, uh, I know what it is. Oh, I wait, think. wait, wait. Is it the, um, the firefighters who died in the 1906 earthquake or fighting the 1906 earthquake in San Francisco? Yes. yes. You are. You're, uh, specifically, it is for the volunteers here fire people who died in uh the 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 san francisco five major fires and uh there's a rumor dana i think you Mm. know um that the shape of the building looks like a fire hose i've heard that that, that, that's the rumor all right well that was a hard quiz oh actually before before i hand this off um I, i just want to recommend everybody watch this clip this video clip it was james corden on the james corden show and he had this prank the LA Galaxy was going to have a, a, a monument, like a like a statue of David Beckham to honor him. And James Corden had a prank where he had another artist commission the worst looking statue <laughs> of David Beckham <laughs> and swapped it. So when they had a little like preview event for David Beckham for him to finally see his own statue and they unveiled it and it was like the supremely bad statue of him <laughs> but to catch his reaction and like man cool as a cucumber just you can see that he is so upset inside but he was very courteous i love it that's great did not get mad oh my god it's so funny oh that's that's one of and my the statue is just so bad i love i love every now and then googling like bad statues bad oh. like it just it, it always cracks me up there's just some so horrendously <laughs> bad yeah and then of course the echo homine yeah redo always ends up in there yeah uh, well, Karen, uh, speaking of soccer, I have a soccer-related news and a little bit of trivia question here for you all. Oh, no, we're going <laughs> to... Yeah, I promise, I promise this will be a fun one. People. I promise this oh, is... Okay. Even though it is sports-related, I, I really think you guys will, will dig this oh, one. Oh, yeah. We, we like right. learning. We like <clears> learning about sports. All, I don't know if there are any you know uh, soccer uh, slash football fans in your lives, uh, but have you heard of uh, the Dutch team Ajax or Ajax, if you prefer the more anglicized pronunciation. You may have seen their shirts out there. Uh, They're like the powerhouse team in the Dutch uh, soccer leagues, uh, in the Eredivisie, the the highest level of uh, pro pro soccer there. I mean, they're, they're like... They're Yankees or Lakers, Celtics, where they've won wow. uh, thirty. I know those they've, names. they've won thirty-five <laughs> championships, you know, out of the last however many, you know, sixty years that they've had them. Uh, they this year won the Eredivisie title, uh, as I say, not for the first time. And you know, like a lot of pro sports teams all over the world over this last year and a half, they had to play all or part of their last season with no fans, you know, because hey, oh, yeah. there's a pandemic yeah. going on. You know, there have been some kind of fun, feel-good-ish stories about how some of the sports teams have tried to engage with their fans. Despite Ooh, I had a cutout for A's. Yeah, the, the A's. Oh, so, so, Karen, yeah, you you and your uh, household are A's fans, right? You know, baseball's done yeah. some pretty cool things with like cutouts in the stands. Yeah, they they strap your 
paper cutout to yeah. a seat and you have a dedicated seat yeah. for an entire season. It's cool. And then like they'll show it on camera and they'll fill up, you know, whole sections of the stands or the, the you know, with like cutouts. Some of the, you know, especially maybe some of the more minor league teams, they've done things like, well, they'll fill half the stands with like TV characters. Uh, I yeah. think, I think there was Costco a teddy bears. Yeah. I think there was a, uh, the Denver Broncos, uh, the pro football team. Uh, I think there was a game this past year where they filled part of the stands with cutouts from the South Park TV show, you know, to kind of like oh, Colorado yeah, reference. So yeah, so this year, AFC Ajax did something special with their trophy as a way to honor their uh, 42,000 season ticket holding fans. So why don't you guys get your pen and paper and I want you to write down your best answer, maybe your most hilarious answer if you want to take a guess. I want you to tell me AFC Ajax, who won the championship, they did something special to honor their season ticket holding fans. What did they do? What did they do? Something that has not been done before. Okay, answers up. Let's oh, see. Hold here. on, hold on, oh, hold on. Hold on okay, hold on. Karen needs time. Karen needs time. So they, they wanted to do something special to honor their diehard season ticket holding fans who could not attend games. What did they okay. do? Karen says they bred a special tulip. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. Okay. Well, I crossed out NFT. Crossed out NFT, <laughs> right. Uh, Chris, what, what do we have Chris here? Chris says they put the names of all the fans inside the trophy and pulled one out and that person is now on the team. I like that. <laughs> that, that would, be, would great. be cool. Very Disney style ending. Airbud. <laughs> Airbud. Uh Dana, your guess. They, they cut it up cut into, into pieces. pieces and gave it to the fans commemorative coins. Dana, oh. I'm going to give you the point because you are so close. Let oh, me read to idea. you. Let me read to you this article that was published in the uh, Associated Press uh, just about 10 days ago. Amsterdam, byline. Ajax has melted down its Dutch League trophy to give a tiny silver star to all 42,000 season ticket holders Mm. who were locked out of games during the coronavirus pandemic. Hmm. That's cool. That's cool. I'm continuing here. The storied Amsterdam club published movie-like videos Wednesday of the Eredivisie trophy, a wide silver plate being torched and recast into stars. Each star weighs uh, just under three and a half grams, so about an eighth of an ounce, and oh, will tiny. be sent. It's tiny. I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta support yeah, a lot all of those season, season ticket holders. holders. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, and so, presumably, there will be some sort of certificate that comes along with it as well to prove that it is a real uh, trophy Ajax star. Uh, And then I also read that the Dutch Soccer Federation uh, basically presented the team with a commemorative replica second plate as a, oh, as a display so yeah it's kind of like you know well you know good on you for- <laughs> we just made another one yeah. if they like run out of material they underestimated how much <laughs> right. they needed they could just melt the second one so i thought that was that was definitely one of the coolest kind of sports memorabilia uh, offers that i've ever heard of and a kind of cool way to hang on to a championship trophy mm. for this last year yeah if you were not able to actually go and, and watch the games nice Okay. And Chris, what you got? Well, I have a quiz about memory in the movies. There are a lot of films out there um, that deal with the idea of like 
implanting memories, erasing mm. memories, messing with people's memories. You know, of course, because in, in the movies you can do that. You can show somebody a scene and, oh, but it never really happened, that sort of thing. Or from you know, multiple different angles. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, And a lot of this revolves around either companies or teams of people or, or organizations or, uh, you know, people that are messing with the other people's memories in whatever ways. So uh, I'm going to describe to you the company or the uh, the team of people that's messing memories and what they do and how they do it. And you tell me what film, what movie I am describing. How's that sound? All right. Okay. All right. okay. And you can go ahead and you can you can buzz in for this one. Here we go. Question question one. Had a bad relationship and don't want to think about them anymore? <laughs> Our firm Lacuna will erase all those pesky memories and the good ones too. Sound like everybody. How about Dana? Eternal sunshine of a spotless mind. Of the Eternal spotless sunshine mind. of the spotless mind. Woo! Next one. Want to take a vacation? We can't help with that, but we can implant a memory to make you think you did. Uh, Karen. Total Recall. That is Total Recall. Yeah! The name yes. of the company is Recall. <laughs> can't remember anything? We're your local tattoo parlor, and we might be able to help with that. Oh. Uh, that sounded like uh, Colin. Uh, is that Memento? That is memento. Yeah. That is memento, yes. Question four. Think you have a lot of great memories? Maybe you do, or maybe you're an android. Don't worry, we'll figure that out for you. Ooh. Uh, Karen? Blade Runner? Blade Runner yeah. was what oh, I was yes. Uh, yes, yes. I should we'll I, I overthought it. I overthought it. Speaking of uh, implanting, need to do any corporate espionage because our team will infiltrate the mind of anyone and retrieve a memory or maybe even put a new memory inside them. I'm going to say it was everybody. All right, everybody. Inception. 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 I think Christopher Nolan likes making movies about memory. Just, I feel like yeah. he does. Yeah. Like he mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. I actually, so for research for, for this show, I mean, not really research, but I was just reading around. You know, the Inception, we always think about the sound effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That was never in the movie. It was it was only in like two trailers. And, mm. and somehow uh-huh. everybody associated that with Inception. It was like never, never in the Because you somehow. saw it like 10 times somehow. that movie, that summer in trailers. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember going to the movies? Um, so, when our team sends you back in time to stop a deadly plague, you probably won't do it, but you might learn why you keep having dreams of someone being shot at an airport. Karen. <laughs> 12 monkeys. Yes, 12 monkeys. Oh, I, I love having memories of seeing someone <laughs> shot at the airport. <laughs> Oh, what uh, a good movie! It's my only—that's the only kind of uh, time travel uh, fiction that I that I like, which is uh, time travel fiction where uh, with Brad Pitt with Brad Pitt exactly. <laughs> where if you 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 try to change the past, you can't because you mm. already went back mm-hmm. and tried to change mm-hmm. the past, and that's what created the yeah. Right, off topic. Final question: Who needs memories anyway? Every night, our team of aliens will come take yours away and give you new ones. And here, it's always night. Karen. Dark City. Dark City. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I did not see that one. It's it really good. good. Who was it? Which one was that one? Rufus Sewell. Oh. Sewell. Oh, okay. When is it uh, from? Do you know? It's from the nineties. Uh, I like anyway, the slogan yeah, aspect. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It wasn't originally in the quiz, and it's just like I got to like question four, and I kind of wrote it like that, and I was then I had to go back and 
you know, change it all. Because I was like, oh, that's good. I should change it. So that's all, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles, smart trivia, Good Job Brain. I don't know about you guys, but for me, the last like seven or eight years have been like this mega one year where everything (laughs) happened. I don't, you know. I'm having a lot of trouble pinpointing when anything happened anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was like, huh, this is about memory. Maybe I should make a quiz about that. <laughs> it's not that you have to give me the exact year it happened, but more like, did this happen recently or not that recently? By recent, I mean things that happened 2018 to now. And not that recent is 2017 and earlier. Okay. I feel like okay. buffers like, like three years. Just three years ago or I like more it. than three years ago. I like ago, it. I, like I continually find myself failing these little challenges in my own I, life. So, <laughs> Well, especially especially like Academy Awards. I was like, oh, that movie won last year. It's like, no, that movie won like six years ago. And it's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay, let's start this way. This is a sports one. I decided to start with a sports one. Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot was introduced. Was that... Recently or not that recently? Karen. Recently. Do you know what year? Uh, 2019. 2018. Oh, okay. I tested this out on some friends and they were like, hasn't Gritty always existed? Isn't it like 40 or 50 years old? And it's like, no. (laughs) Well, there are all these memes of him. So like recently there's all these memes of him and he's very, he's very active on social media. How about the current world's tallest building opening? The world's current tallest building. Yeah, when did... I'll say not that recent. Okay, yes, you're right. Not that recent. Do you know what year that happened? Mm, I don't know. Is the Burj Khalifa? Maybe six... Is that the building? 2015, 16, or is it... 2010. Oh, wow, man. Yeah, yeah, there you go, QED. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about a new independent branch of the U.S. military, meaning... and. That independent branch is the U.S. Space Force was formed. Was that recent or not that recent? Space Force. Space Force is very recent. Last last few seconds of the Trump administration. 2019. Um, How about the Game of Thrones series finale? What's our cutoff? What do we say? The show ended? (laughs) 2018's the cutoff. I'm waiting for the book. Don't spoil me. I'm waiting for the last book. You're waiting for the second to last book still, Colin. 
Ah. Um. No. That. Okay. Chris. Yes. R- recently. Recently. Okay. Do you know the year? They wrapped it up in 2019. 2019. How about that college cheating admission scandal where the rich, pe- oh. rich people, like Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin, Aunt Becky went to jail. Yeah, they went to jail. They were busted for using their money to cheat their ways, their kids' way into college. Recently, well, yeah, that was that was. When mm, was that, Chris? I think that was 2019 too. Yes, 2019. Yeah. Great. Wow, what they're a- fast. They already have like the document. Oh, you know the 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 movie <laughs> that came out. Yeah. And, man. How about uh, when Collar, uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeled on the field to protest for the first time? Oh, first time. Oh, that's that was not that recent. Man, at this point, it's, I mean, he was out of 16. the league for a while. 2016. Yeah, yes. good, yeah, good yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How about Pokemon Go launching? <laughs> <laughs> not that recent. No, not that recent. 20. Man, I was so into it too. I was, where was I? I was, well, I, I know was I was. Like, I was writing about it for Wired. I think it was 2016 when it officially launched. 2016, yes. Wow. Do you know this one? The first time the Miss America pageant didn't include a swimsuit competition. Oh, I remember it was a big deal when they did that. They they took it out? Yeah. They took it out. I'm not really up to date on that. Colin? I'll say recent. I'll say that was pretty recent. And I'll say Uh, 2018. Yes, nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about um, the Starbucks unicorn frappuccino? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not recent. Okay. Do you know the year? 2015. 2017. That was like the <laughs> pink, swirly, shiny uh, yep. thing, right? And it was like, yeah. and, ev- and the people who worked there hated it, right? Because it takes about 35 minutes to like make <laughs> one. So and, yes. Okay, yeah, because they have to make all the different flavors and layer it and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's beautiful, but too much. But, <laughs> so, um, it was too beautiful to live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> much so like a unicorn. That's I what mean, happened to the unicorn. Yeah, exactly. The hardest part was milking the unicorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about uh, when Kanye West got Kim Kardashian a hologram of her dead father for her birthday? <laughs> that, that was that was not recent. That was not recent. That was a while back. I agree. I agree. Not recent. It was 2020. What? <laughs> yes. It was in okay, October I'm, I'm of 2020. Thinking, I, I'm thinking of something else then. I'm thinking of some other hologram. Yeah. Some other inappropriate when you do so many audacious things, they all just kind of, you know, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like the the Tupac hologram, right? It was yeah. like it's so weird, so strange. All right, just a couple more. When McDonald's stopped including soda and Happy Meals, oh, I didn't even know I didn't they, even know they did. I mean, that, that makes sense. I know. Well, I know yeah. that they don't do that because I order sometimes Happy Meals, but uh, for the kids and um, and myself, <laughs> yes, um, yes, yeah. for the kids. No, uh, I would say not I would recent. Not recent. I would no, say not I that recent too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty fourteen. You're very close. 2013. That was, uh, yeah. yeah. okay. That seems a little late <laughs> for <before. laughs> yeah, someone to be like, hey, let's not, let's not, you know, yeah. gear these kids up with sugar. Yeah. Like they reduced a bunch of calories. They're, they're baby stepping to making Happy Meals better. So I think in the next year or so, they're going to um, not do plastic toys anymore. Oh, so cool. they'll like eat paper books or something. Who wants those? <laughs> I know some garbage. It'd be that like you can a throw QR code for no. a, a digital thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, last one. What about uh, when giant pandas left the endangered species list? Oh, I didn't oh. even know that they had. Disclaimer: They're still vulnerable, but they're no longer considered endangered. Mm, I think not that recent. 
Because <sighs> I you feel like I've watched so many baby panda videos. I, I don't know. I have no guess. Yeah, not re- not yeah, that recent. You're right. Do you know the year when they twenty twelve? 2016. Mm. Oh, okay. The panda cam videos online are, are consistently hilarious, like out of one of the panda sanctuaries. And they, 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 they got very smart of realizing like we can post these videos on YouTube and get a million clicks. Oh, I thought you were saying yeah. the pandas got really smart. I was like, oh. I think they're pretty dumb. <laughs> the pandas do get really smart. They do. <laughs> they do. They're like doing all these poses. They're like, hit the subscribe button. <laughs> yeah. They figured it out. <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah. Hit that notification bamboo. Great job, you guys. Woo! So I have a little fact that I found that I wanted to share. Uh, Some of you guys might know that I'm very into perfumes and perfumeries and uh, collecting and trying Mm. and smelling different scents. Um, And it's commonly known that smells and memories are tied very closely together. Um, Mm. That certain smells can like trigger a memory Um, Some smells we closely associate with like moments in our lives. And why is that? Part of our brain that processes smell is called the olfactory bulb, Mm -hmm. which I think Mm -hmm. is a a cute. And it makes me think of like a a tulip bulb, (laughs) olfactory bulb. And it's located at the base of your brain. And it's actually very, very close to the amygdala part of the brain that uh, controls or processes emotions and the hippocampus, which is more for memories and cognition. So the theory is that when the olfactory bulb gets, you know, a, a, a smell signal, because it's physically close to these parts of the brain, that your brain learns to associate smells with, you know, whatever you're feeling or, or whatever memory you have at that time. That's why like a smell could really paint a picture in our in our brains for us. Mm. Um, so back to my perfume hobby, a good chunk of what I smell in, in different perfume notes, you know, brings me the memories of my childhood. A lot of Disneyland smells, like when I smell like food, it kind of reminds me of trips to Disneyland. And specifically, and this is so strange, I'm not lying, this is a real thing. I actually looked it up today and it's on eBay. I had a book. It was called the Winnie the Pooh Scratch and Sniff book as a kid. And that literally was the title. And it was like one of those gold, little gold books. Oh, yeah, yeah, Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole point of the the book is like they see a pine cone. And as a kid, you can scratch the pine Uh cone and it smells like a pine cone. And so it's funny that. Now, when I smell perfumes and I and I encounter different notes, I can literally picture the page <laughs> of the Winnie the Pooh book, and it made me think of like, man, scratch and sniff. What a strange thing! It like was it was so like so big for a while. It was yeah. so, so big. big for a while. And I looked into how scratch and sniff came to be. Like many things, it goes back to 3M. 3M <laughs> <Yeah>. developed <laughs> uh, a technology called microencapsulation. And essentially, it is that, that they can coat gases or liquids in a very, very small amount with like a protective coating. And so 3M actually developed this because they were trying to invent a, a carbon carbonless paper. Like it's like, you know, carbon copy paper you used to have to put a special paper mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. make copies. But now it's like, you know, especially when we write receipts or at the post office, you write on one sheet of paper and then the, the sheet of paper underneath also gets printed, right? Mm-hmm. It gets copied. That is because of micro encapsulation. Mm-hmm. It's little drops of ink. 
that's oh, coated. It burst open with the pressure. And it reacts with the layer underneath. And therefore, you know, you don't need a carbon paper oh, anymore. It's the same technology okay. as scratch and sniff. Yes. It's that's the same. amazing. So, oh. so 3M and, and Matson uh, company, they developed this and they're like, well, what else can we use this for? And they came up with scratch and sniff. And this oh. is like back in 1965. This is like a long time ago. They're like, what if we encapsulated smells and scents? And this is where Scratch and Sniff came from. This is also where, you know, like in, in, in back in the days, these things called magazines, they have perfume <laughs> samples. And oh, you yeah. open it up and then, or, you know, you you open the flap and it yeah, smells and yeah. it, or you rub it on your wrist. And it's because you're breaking, you're puncturing these little uh, droplets. And they last for a really long time. If you buy Scratch and Sniff stickers now from like the 80s, like they still work because they're really well preserved in the little capsules. It also the explains smell, why- but not the sticky part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah not the sticky part. <laughs> That's amazing. I never, it. I never knew that. That is, that is really cool. It's what I found. Winnie Pooh Scratch and Sniff's book. Find it on eBay. A lot. I of thought you were going to say it was like a, a military use. Like I think I had some sense of how the technology I mean, worked, but I thought you were going to say it was like to find a way to put poison on grenades or some, you know, just something horrid. <laughs> oh, like, right, like, right, right, right. The person will come and scratch it, and then <laughs> right, die. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so, so I mean, there's been there've been other uses for it. Uh, uh, Colin, you talked about smell vision before where you get a card and you go to a movie and the shtick is like oh you know in scene three everybody scratched this oh yeah they're at you know they're in a forest so it smells like a forest there was a gas company that actually mailed scratch and sniff cards to people just in case you don't know this is what a gas leak smells like oh right. that's cool. and, yeah, yeah. yeah what was your favorite smell We've talked about ambergris before, right? Which is the whale mm -hmm. vomit. They have synthetic versions of now, and I actually I, I like it. It smells pretty cool. What, what is it? How would you describe it? Resiny, sunny, whale vomity. It's not <laughs> no. marine at all. Okay. It's very golden. It smells very golden. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, this is you know after it, you distill it and oxidize, you know, yeah, it's not you're not like just like raw smell. grabbing yeah. it from the whale and rubbing it on yeah, your, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wherever. My favorite scratch and sniff <laughs> sticker was pizza. I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh man, yeah. I I remember popcorn, the pickle, the grape, like was grape jelly, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the grape jelly toast. They still make them. They still have the vintage designs. You can go buy them. It's so, it's I bought so classic. Some, I bought some for my kid recently. He was not impressed. He did not <laughs> care at all. <laughs> I was like, you scratch it and then you smell it. And he's like, I'm going to go do something yeah, else. Yeah. He's like, mom, <laughs> you can get the internet in your pocket. Do you know that? You're showing me. <laughs> uh, Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. 
All right, and we have one last segment. Colin? Yeah, I have a 2012 flashback quiz for you all. Now, 2012, Ooh. as you might remember, is the year that we started this show. <laughs> Whoa! I, I, I went back and verified, or at least it's when we released our first show. Yeah, way, way back in uh, March. That's almost 10 years ago. It is no almost way. 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. March 2012 was when our first show was uh, No released. way! Yeah. <laughs> So I, in fact, started putting together a fun little uh, memory flashback quiz for our uh, reunion episode and promptly filed it away and forgot about it. And I was like, oh, I remembered it in time for our memory <laughs> episode. So I have a write down quiz for you guys here. It is short. It is short. So we're going to see how, how well, again, I mean, kind of to Dana's point here, the last nine years in some ways is just one big blob to me. So I'm going to ask you questions about... Peaks, number ones, um, tops of the charts from 2012. And we'll see here okay. how, how good your all memory is. So get your pen. I got laid off that Get year, your paper so ready. I... I will try and sort of clue you in along the way here. I, I want you guys to look good. Uh, and I encourage you <laughs> play along at home. Here we go. We'll start with the, uh, go to the movies here. This film with an ensemble cast was the number one highest grossing movie of 2012 both in the U.S. and internationally. What movie am I talking about? A lot of money. Quite a bit. Wait, oh. are we buzzing in or writing, writing, writing. writing down? You're writing down. I didn't remember. Sorry. Ensemble. No. <laughs> yes. No. Internal struggle. With okay. yes. All right, answer's up. Dana says the number one highest grossing movie of 2012 was... Ocean's 12. Ooh. Chris says Rent. Karen oh. says Ocean's 13. Ah, none of you are correct. Uh, it was <laughs> Star Wars. It, uh, you, you're, you're closer. You're closer spiritually. It was, Rogue in fact, one. The Avengers. Just the oh. first oh. vanilla. Oh, my man. God. No, no, does, no does subtitle, not. no colon, just The Avengers. Does it does feel like okay. the first Avengers. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Marvel's, wow. Marvel's no The Avengers. Yeah. Made just incredible amount of money. I mean, 1.5 billion worldwide, I believe, here, according to Box Office Mojo. Avengers feels like something that's always existed. You know, I couldn't <laughs> tell you what year that was. All right, uh, let's move to uh, the small screen uh, TV shows here. I'll, I'll give you the number one here. Uh, this is, okay. you know, not necessarily a surprise. Uh, the number one regularly scheduled primetime show uh, was Sunday Night Football, uh, as it often is in many years. So I want to ask you a question about number two and three. This primetime TV series managed to claim both the number two and the number three spots for most watched, regularly scheduled programs. Yeah, how could that be, Karen? <laughs> I see Karen making a... It's the same show? Hmm, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, 2012, okay. the number two Ooh. and number three most watched, regularly scheduled program. So by regularly scheduled, I mean, this does not include things like the Grammys or the Super Bowl, oh. you know, the Olympics, which always claim the overall outright spots for... Okay. Okay. 
Answers up. Number two yeah. and number three. Most watched shows. Karen says Law and Order SVU. I like your thinking. Chris says American Idol. I like your thinking. Dana well, says why? Dancing with the Stars. Dana, I like your thinking. I like all your thinking. Chris is the only one who is correct, however. Ah. It is American Idol Wednesday and American Idol Thursday. They no. made the brilliant move of, yeah, so they get Tuning. the two of the top three Nielsen rating spots. Mm-hmm. I oh. mean, it just, you know, so smart to just break it. Hey, you know, yeah. we could get the, Because the, the, the results show is a different show. Oh. I couldn't I couldn't remember if they were still popular then because Kelly Clarkson <laughs> yeah. was like 2001 was when that happened. Mm-hmm. So it's like 11 years later, they're still <laughs> cooking. Oh. Yeah. That's so smart. Let's uh, let's move things to the printed page. Well, I guess maybe not necessarily these days anymore. The New York Times bestseller list. A 2012, the fiction list. This self-published debut novel spent 28 weeks on top of the New York Times fiction bestsellers list. Wow, what was book, that long ago? What book am I talking about? 2012. Basically half the year. <laughs> Answers up when you're ready. Chris says The Martian. Oh, good guess. Good guess. Uh, Dana and Karen both say Fifty Shades of Grey. That is the correct answer. Yes. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. I did not know that was self-published. Yeah, self-published. Yeah, I knew. Uh, yeah, I knew it started as fanfic. I didn't know it was self-published, huh? Yeah, E.L. James, of course, the the author. Yeah, um, and I, I believe that she released it to the world uh, in 2011, but it, it really caught fire and hit the bestseller charts. Uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. following year. So good for her. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded really snide. Let, let me replace that again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good for E.L. James, and I do yeah. mean that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded even more Okay, style. Colin. <laughs> All right. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, you've got yeah. a girl. Yeah, like, leave it. Yeah. Forget you. it. Forget it. Forget no, it. I mean, no, no, no. It's good. You. It's good. And I mean it. <laughs> not like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, video games. Video games, a big part of all three of your lives. Uh, According to the NPD group, I know, Chris, you are familiar with them. They tracked video game and console sales. The number one selling video game across all platforms of 2012 was part of what military-themed franchise? And I'll give you a bonus point if you can give me the complete title of this specific game mm. 2012 it is mm. a franchise like avengers it may come in different flavors um <laughs> Man, i feel like i should know this but i i got just, it i flushed this from my memory already <laughs> karen seems very confident yeah all right answers up when you're ready Karen says, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. Karen, you have the franchise correct, but not the title. (sighs) Chris says, Call of Duty, Black Ops 3. Uh, Chris, you have the franchise correct, but not the title. Uh, And Dana says, Call of Duty. Again, you have the franchise. Yes, it is Call of Duty, Black Ops 2. 
2 was the number one selling game of 2012. Yeah, that was the third year in a row, by the way, that Call of Duty was the outright number one seller across. Yeah, yeah. the year before yep. it was Modern yep. Warfare 3. The year before that it was Black Ops, the original. So, I mean, they, they really figured out what they were doing there in the, those years. All right, last question, last question. Hopefully, hopefully this is a softball. We'll see. Uh, the Olympics. It was an Olympics year in 2012. There were many number ones in the form of gold medals at the Summer Olympic Games, which were, of course, hosted in what city? Oh, my God. What did this to us? city? 2012 Summer Games. A summer Games means that was 20 uh, let's see there's mario and sonic it- at the something <laughs> <Olympics>. <laughs> 2012 so it would have been on the original wii so it would have been mario and sonic at the this is not the right answer uh, okay all right okay oh this is good i'm glad i'm glad it was more challenging than i than i thought it might be no, 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 so, yeah, right. answers up answers up let's see dana says rio chris no. says beijing Karen says Ooh. Sydney. Wow, no, none of you got it. It was in fact London, England. Oh my god, oh, London, England. Right. Uh, yeah, they hosted they it. They have in the fact. ugly mascots. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the mascots. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were the first city to host the Olympics uh, three times with that with that games. The the modern Olympics, I should say. You know, you know, going way back, Athens has mm-hmm. some claim. Yeah, 1908, 1948, and then 2012. Okay, so Beijing was 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rio so Dana, Dana was yeah. 2016. Also dancing, dancing around it. Yeah. Sydney then, was a ways before that, right? Wasn't it? I thought they hosted multiple times, which is why. Let's see. Hold on. Let me grab. Yeah, London, like I say, they were the first city to host three times uh, when they got that games in 2012. Okay, I got mm-hmm. the list. All right. 2020, supposedly Tokyo. 2016, the one before that, Rio, 2012, London, 2008, Beijing, 2004, Athens, and then 2000, Sydney. Mm. So, man, time flies. They all all blur together. Jeez. (laughs) Do we know after Tokyo, what's the next place to host the Summer Games? It's on here. It's on this list. Was it supposed to be be LA? LA is slated for 2028. Oh, okay. Cotter? It is Paris. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, they had a cool logo. All right. Well, good job, guys. I, I think, uh, yeah, Ooh. all things considered for uh, a nine-year-ago no, span. No, we bonded, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> most of them all wrong. <laughs> I'm trying to support you. I'm trying I mean, to I'll- build you guys up. A lot was going on then. We started a new podcast in yeah. 2012. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> there was a lot on our minds. Yeah. Oh, my really God. Bad. That was a terrible job. Well. <laughs> well, all right, you guys. Bad job, brains. That's our show. Uh, thank you guys uh, for joining me. Like that. I would like to, we, we would like to apologize to the following people. Um, the city of London. E.L. Uh, James. E.L. James. Marvel. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson uh, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned stuff about the last 10 years, um, about uh, memories in movies, about Mm -hmm. Dutch football teams, about smells, and about monuments. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, 
Spotify, Audible, and on all podcast apps. And on our website, goodjobbrain.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.